Welcome to Level with Emily Reese. Today, you'll hear from Nick Marinelli. For 15 years, Nick ran MAGFest, which grew into a giant festival celebrating video game music out in the D.C. area right around the first of the year each year. That's how Nick and I met many, many years ago now. I interviewed him for the Top Score podcast, which was, of course, this podcast's predecessor. Nick also has been here to Minneapolis. He's come to VGM Con, which is a early spring con here in the Twin Cities, celebrating, of course, video game music. Nick doesn't run MAGFest anymore. Now he runs a video game band booking agency called Video Games in Concert. He works with artists that you've probably heard of, like Mega Ran, Videri String Quartet, Super Guitar Bros, Hit Points, and more. Also, <laughs> Nick is a gamer, and so later in the conversation, we chat about his newest platinum trophy, which he got in Horizon Zero Dawn. So my name is Nick Marinelli. Uh, I am formerly the, the executive director of MAGFest Inc. Uh, and now I am the owner of Video Games in Concert, a, uh, the, the world's first video game music band booking agency. And I also do uh, freelance uh, event management consulting. Uh, what made you decide to do that switch? Well, you know, Mag Magfest. Uh, I'd been with them for fourteen or fifteen years, uh, and you know, I'm, I'm so super proud of everything the organization accomplished. So, uh, you know, my, my time there, I thought it was just time to pass the torch to the next generation. You know, people that could stay awake past ten p.m. And you know, I had really learned a lot. Uh, at, at MAGFest, I really grew a lot as, as a person, and I want to see if I could kind of help spread that that wisdom to other communities, and, and not not just within MAGFest. Um, so yeah, I, I've been able to to help out some other organizations and and, and events, um, you know, run run the, their operations. So I, I got to work uh, Super Smash Con. That that was that was really fun. I just kind of got called in as like a you know, like an airstrike to use the, the cliche, and uh, that was that was a lot a lot of fun to, to help them. And with the uh, the, the the band booking, um, I had been doing some freelance uh, marketing for for uh, the eight bit big band, uh, and as I was going around asking uh, you know for retweets and whatnot, I had talked to Danny Flam from Console uh, from New York, a separate big band, okay. and. He was he was telling me like we we had spoken before when he had played at Magfest, and he was telling me that um, he had gone to this uh, event that was like a, a showcase event where bands go to find bookers and bookers go to find bands, and he was showing off his business card and people were were losing their minds. They're like that's so cool, a video game man. This, this is crazy. So he's like, we Nick Nick, we gotta we gotta get together and we gotta take advantage of. The fact that normal people don't know what video game music is, uh, and we can we can bring that to them. I'm like, all right, that's a great idea. So, in like eight weeks, we had invented the, the the brand from from the ground up. Uh, you know, got a little website, a logo design, trailer video, and signed a dozen or so bands, uh, and then showcased at this conference that was in New York City the weekend after after Magfest. 
Oh man. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it was a busy, busy, busy couple of weeks. Uh, yeah, no kidding. So you literally went to a conference for people who are looking to book bands. And yeah. Yeah, that's, I mean, there's a conference for everything. <laughs> yeah, and they've got these conferences all over. This this particular one was called APAP, the Association of Performing Arts Professionals. Okay. Uh, and it, it, was, it was a mixture of basically like bands and, and, and theater and, uh, and dance, you know, kind of like live performance art. Yeah. Uh, and most of the music there was jazz, classical, classic rock. Uh, we, 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 we definitely, uh, we're, 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 we're different. Uh, and that, that was good because, uh, yeah. we, get, we got some, some good, good attention for it. And well, and also it's, you're, you're not, you're not boxing yourself into a, a, I mean, you are doing a genre, but it's, you can have classical jazz rock, whatever you want within video game music. Right. So it's like, it's, it's a different flip on the. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, and that, well, that was one of the things we specifically tried to do with, with video games in, in concert, VGIC. That's our, our, our brand. Um, we got a, a whole, a whole uh, cross-section of the game music community to get, get all the different genres represented that we could. Uh, so we got like the best we could from, from uh, hip-hop, rock, metal, jazz, EDM, cl- classical, uh, I got a bluegrass band, <laughs> uh, so that that we we could you know, go to this conference and be like, no matter what kind of audience you you have, uh, mm-hmm. we we've got something that can go well with that because you know, game music is is great because it it crosses socioeconomic and cultural boundaries. It's these melodies that uh, that every everybody recognizes, uh, and so it's a great way to introduce people. To, to music that they wouldn't otherwise li- listen to, uh, and you know, expand expand their, their horizons. So, what came out of that conference then that you went to? Like, what when you left? What had you gained? Uh, well, we gained, gained a global pandemic. Uh, so well. that, that, <laughs> uh, we we walked out, out, out there with with, uh, with, a, with a ton of ton of contacts um, and uh, an understanding of, of what kind of this, this greater global. Um, Booking community looks like, and a good roadmap for, for being able to to, to, to get in touch with, with more um, colleges, um, mainline perf- performance venues, government uh, establishments. Like we uh, we were, were highly considered for this this one program by the Department of State, where uh, they they basically ship American bands. Yep. around the world to, to show uh, other places American culture that wouldn't, wouldn't otherwise get it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah, yes, the State Department re- really liked us. And, uh, it, Neat. Yeah, so it's it, it, it's cool to be able to to, to get more more visibility on, on game music, yeah. uh, especially when I've been you know in this MAGFest echo chamber for 15 years. You've gotten to travel all over these places and, and do all this, uh, hear all this video game music. I'm curious, like, what are some of the, the favorite bands that you have? Uh, when t- it comes to, like, video game cover bands, I think, hands down, the Super Soul Bros have got to be my, <laughs> my favorite. Uh, 
impossible to not dance while listening <laughs> to them. Uh, yeah. my, my favorite concert ever um, was uh, when, when we had brought um, June Senoe, um, Crush 40, to perform the Sonic Adventure music experience at MAGFest 2018. Because that, that was like literally at the, the 20, 20 year dream uh, come true. Wow. Uh, I remember like in, in, in high school, uh, just kind of Sonic Adventure had just come out and I was going around school with my burned CDRs of the track, <laughs> desperately trying to, to get people to listen to it and just no one cared. <laughs> and, 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 you know, I'm thinking, oh man, that'd be so cool if I could ever see the, this live, but you know, that'll never happen. And then fast forward for 20 years later, I'm standing on the tech island in the concert hall surrounded by 4,000 people all watching that happen live on stage. And that was, that was a very emotional moment. game music bands are are great for private events so like if you work at a, at a hip company that's that's trying to get like their their holiday parties sound really good uh <laughs> then that, that that we can that we can help you out um so video games and concert is is the, the name of, of the booking agency and you can get us online at game rocks cool well nick obviously you're also a gamer and uh, I noticed a tweet from you. It's been a few months now, it seems, but uh, time doesn't exist in this pandemic, so I don't really know how long ago it was. <laughs> but I noticed a tweet from you that uh, you had gotten a platinum trophy in the game Horizon Zero Dawn. And I, that was like my pandemic game, kind of. I was finishing it up, I would say. So that really resonated with me. And plus, we we have this feature that we haven't done now for ages but about people who do this like because I find it fascinating when people go through the whole list of trophies in order to get a platinum or 100% or whatever your console or, or uh, game of uh, gaming you know what I'm saying right. whatever it is so uh, so uh, I'd just love to hear about that experience and was that your intent from when you started playing it and just go for it the, the attempt for when I started playing was that, was that it came free with the PS4. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I remember seeing the trailers for it, thinking like, "Oh, okay, that looks like a like a cool game." Um, like I like the concept of the robot dinosaurs, but I couldn't see myself just kind of just like scraping through an action game for uh, mm-hmm. you know tw- tw- 20, 20 hours. Uh, but then when I, when I started it up, I'm like, "Oh." Sh- there's a skill tree. Oh boy, it's over for me. <laughs> and I had started playing it, and my wife was really interested in seeing the story. Um, so I I only played the story missions uh, when she was watching, uh, and then the, the I would play the side missions at other times. Mm-hmm. Uh, but because of just how our schedules were, were lining up, she didn't get to see me play that much. So I did a whole lot of side missions 
just because like I needed something to to, to do. Yeah. And they they kept doling them out. And then by the time um, you know she she was uh, you know able to start watching me play again, I was horrendously overpowered. <laughs> <laughs> the game was was trivially trivially easy. I I farmed uh, you know all the ultra rare upgrades from the from the Tyrannosaurus Rexes or the Thunder Jaws. Yeah. Uh, and then I I read somewhere about ultra hard mode and and, <laughs> and just how it changes the experience and boy howdy they were right it was like an entirely different game how so uh well first off um there are no life bars for for any enemies you you have, have no idea how much health they have other than seeing like what they physically look right. like damage with, with, oh wow the, the the gate of their walk changes, sparks mm-hmm. are flying out. Um, they have a lot more health. Uh, you take a lot more 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 damage, mm-hmm. and it, it makes you respect your place in the food chain. Uh, <laughs> just know what fights not to pick, uh, and just be a lot more careful about sneak sneaking around. Okay. Uh, I would assume it also forces you to be really aware of your weapons and elemental damage and uh, the types of arrows you're using and where you're shooting the enemy, right? Because you want to. One of the things with HDD that took me a, a while to kind of wrap my head around and get better at would be shooting certain pieces off certain robots. So, d- did that come into play much more than in the ultra hard mode? Very much so. Like you know, nor- under normal circumstances, you could just blitzkrieg someone with the with the blast sling and just throw explosives at them. Yeah, but, that's but a fun one. The, the, that there's this one corrupted thunder jaw that the process for for, for taking it down uh, was that uh, first you had to blow uh, blow off the, the sides side armor with the with the tear blast arrow to expose uh, its you know, it's a weak point for massive damage. Then mm-hmm. you had, and then you had to um, tie it down with the, oh. with the with the rope caster so that you could get a clean shot at the batteries under its tail. Then you had to use the the electric arrow <laughs> to shoot the batteries on the tail so that it would be completely still. Then wow. you could go pick up one one of the um, there was a, a an enemy machine gun lying around. Uh, so then after it's lying on its side incapacitated completely still with its heart exposed then you just un- unload on, on the heart <laughs> <laughs> did you have to look that up nick to be able to beat it no i'm just very clever for real that's how you beat it that's how i beat that that particular one yeah okay nice yeah because <laughs> i'm curious you know that's one of the things too with when i look at the trophy list one of the things for the hzd trophy list that i appreciate is that most of these are attainable challenges without having to be looked up there's the one where you have to go around and, and um, smack down all the stuffed training dummies. And that, I feel like I that I would have... What's that, that? That's the one that I did look up. Yep, that's what I would assume. But but the thing that I really appreciated about the list is it seems like that's the only one that you really would have to look up. Yeah, like there was a, a few like collectibles that you had to, to, to find, like find like the five flowers and the five... Uh, uh, oh, yeah, but there's maps for that. Yeah, yeah, and that was yeah. that made it much much less of a of a, um, like yep. a slog of to trying to, to comb through yeah. everything. And yeah. the way that the 
that the achievements were, were laid out in it. Like I, de- I definitely didn't, didn't didn't set out to to do them, but man, if you if you put a a checklist in front of me, I I gotta I gotta check those boxes, and I'm just <laughs> satisfied if I don't check those boxes. <laughs> so, are you a trophy chaser then normally? Yeah, a friend had. had said to me like he, he I didn't realize it until he said to me he's like you know Nick you don't play that many games but when you do play a game you go hard <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that's that might be one thing that stops me from playing more games just this, this need for for completionist and to get, get yeah. every every single box ticked um, which is why I, I in, in Horizon it was it wasn't as arduous to do it because there wasn't as many oh uh, collect 300 bath modads right right it, it was it's was pretty pretty natural stuff that, that came came with, with with time without a lot a lot of um intentional uh, mm-hmm. grinding i mean i think i hit 70 percent without grinding so i mean that's that's a lot that to me is a lot without you know, without yeah. really like opening the list and going for it, but but let's yeah, but let's keep talking about some of these difficult ones because uh, I the, in in the game, uh, you know, if you haven't played the game, there, there's hunting grounds that you go to, and there's three tasks at each of these hunting grounds, and you have to basically get full marks at mm-hmm. all the hunting grounds and all the tasks in the hunting grounds, right? You know, uh, that one would have driven me nuts if I had gone for it because of the stealth <laughs> the stealth yeah. hunting grounds drove me crazy and I'm a stealthy player but those those annoyed me so t- did you have a, a difficult time with any any of that part of it very much so like that the what what I had said earlier about like using all the different weapons to 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 take down that that thunder jaw uh it's cuz like I'm not th- <laughs> I, I'd say I'm clever, but I'm not very good <laughs> at, 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 at like twitch twitch stuff. Like all all of, of that 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 lead up in that Thunderjaw thing was to just do everything I can to just make him stand effing still. Yeah. For, for five seconds. <laughs> right. Just right. so I can hit him in the, in the right in the right spot. Um, so those um, those those hunting grounds were were, were murder at, at times, but mm. they they did help. Um, learn how, uh, the, the, the inner workings of a lot of the uh, the, the robots. Uh, oh, so that came to help you then in ultra hard mode or whichever it's called. I can't recall. Right. Yeah. Uh, there, there's a, a lot of, of idiosyncrasies to, to ha- how they work and, and what, they're, what they're weak to, um, and if you, you can ex- exploit those. Um, mm-hmm. So, man, some of them, especially in the, in the Frozen Wilds. DLC. It's just oh, oh. So you got all those trophies too? Because <laughs> those are much harder trophies to get. I will say. So the DLC uh, for Horizon Zero Dawn is uh, everything about that DLC is harder than the actual game itself. I thought there are some creatures, some robots in that that are really tough, like in- incredibly hard. Yeah, the big um, gorilla-like guys. What are those called? The ice? The I can't fro- remember now. Frost claws and the fire claws. Yes, those were really tough, and I played on normal mode. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that that was I to to get one of the achievements to like you have to collect six of those things. For that last one, I had to I turned down the 
the difficulty <laughs> on that one. Oh, did you? Because <laughs> on, on Ultra Hard, it's just a, it's a it's a war of attrition. It's just uh, yep. either he runs out of life or, or I run out of ammo and resources. Yep, and, and health. Yeah, it just keeps going and going and going. I'm like, no, after this, I, I'm just I'm gonna, I'm gonna turn this to normal. <laughs> um, but boy, you get some some good good weapons up the from the front. Yes. Tell me about the story then. What did you think of the story? What did you, I mean, at this point, the game's been out for a few, right. couple of years, so I, I don't feel like we need to even say spoiler warning, but spoilers are coming up, well, I'm sure, so. I did not expect, and I thought it was really cool, um, the, what what Zero Dawn was, and, mm-hmm. and, and the, the whole, you know, re- rebuilding life from scratch, and the animal robots being, a part of Zero Dawn. I think I, I had assumed, and I think they bank on the player assuming that all of the robots are, are, are including the animals, are all pharaoh robots, and mm-hmm. and that that those are the things that were the downfall of humanity. Yeah, uh, and so I thought it was cool. I was like, oh no, the, <laughs> the the animal robots are good. Oh, okay. I know. <laughs> I, I remember that exact feeling, just thinking, oh, man, so they're actually, like, trying to rebuild the world, and we're just all out here slaying them <laughs> for trophies. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It, I, so I, I, I thought that that was a, a really, really cool take on the whole post-apocalyptic mm-hmm. thing. Like, the, o- the only glaring plot hole that I noticed is that I wasn't sure why Gaia wasn't permitted to, to, to talk with the, the people outside of the vault. She said something about a high-level directive that she's not allowed to communicate with people. I'm like, that doesn't make... Because if the whole point of Apollo was, was to you know, give, you know, impart knowledge to people, why wasn't Gaia allowed right. to communicate that? And my, my, my headcanon for that is that Pharaoh made that change oh yeah yep. yeah uh i have a feeling that, that, that they, it won't be that way in, in the in the sequel that i now get endless google alerts for <laughs> 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 the tribal politics in the game weren't particularly interesting to me uh yeah. of, you know i wouldn't i wouldn't say like i wouldn't call them bad or say they they shouldn't be in the game mm-hmm. but they just weren't my cup of tea Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, what, were, what, were, what were your thoughts? I thought the story was great. Um, I was definitely much more interested in uh, in Alo's story than what you were just saying—the tribal politics and the um, that stuff. I I could have uh, could have taken or, or left, but um, it, yeah, I I found it really interesting and engaging. The the things that'll keep me from. Uh, going back, and I, I did start a new game plus, thinking, oh, maybe I'll try and grind through and get some of these trophies. And um, pretty much, I, I can't keep collecting all those plants. That's just yeah. <laughs> that just got a little to be a little too much. But um, but I mean, seriously, complaints like that just aren't enough to. I mean, it was such a great game. I thought, yeah. And just so unique, the fighting style and and how you mod your weapons. I liked that upgrade system after I wrapped my brain around that. I loved that. I loved the variation in fighting the human enemies versus fighting 
the robots, I found like that to be really enriching in in a in a shooter to have just such varied fighting uh, styles was super fun. So yeah, yeah. I, I feel like like I I cheaped the game out and and was just like make your your longbow the sniper bolt bow ultra powerful and then just you know stand a mile away from <laughs> from the bandit caps and just one by one by one. Yes. Oh, someone saw me. Time to yep. restart the game. <laughs> because God forbid I use a health health potion. No, not going to work for me. <laughs> What are you playing right now? Uh, I just recently picked up Streets of Rage 4. Oh, wow. Yeah. It, it is uh, both exactly what you'd expect and exactly what you would want. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it's, um, you know, it's, it's a, it's a two, 2D, 2D brawler, um, and uh, the sa- soundtrack is, is great. I love how the soundtrack like it changes through the levels, but is very smooth as it goes through the level, changing tracks as you go through. It's all, all seamless. Nice. Um, other than that, I've uh, been wasting a lot of time with PUBG. <laughs> oh? <laughs> yeah. Uh, nice. It's <laughs> some, some say. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I mentioned how I'm not actually very good at, at games. Like, I'm, I'm tricky. But I can't aim, so I can like survive for a long time. But the second I, I the second anybody actually sees me, it's over. It's just <laughs> like there's no way I can actually stand up in a, in a firefight. But boy, can, can I make it to that 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 top ten without being seen? Wow, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, I've never played that one. It, it's you know there's there's a lot of, of battle royale games out yeah. there right now and you know yeah. PUBG uh, is definitely definitely like everything else out there you know, like is a lot more accessible, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. a lot more faster paced, a lot more vibrant color palette, just a lot lot more generally enjoyable, which is why I prefer PUBG. <laughs> <laughs> If I remember right, Tom Salta did the music for PUBG. I'd have to look that up, but I think Tom Salta did it, and uh, which means it's great. It's just not very prevalent. There's a there's a title screen, but that's the only time you ever right. hear music. Yeah, in battle royale games, I think that's pretty common, isn't it? To not have music blasting through the entire battle. Yeah, some footsteps. You gotta hear footsteps. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Nick, what more do you want to say about? Horizon Zero Dawn or video games in concert. Uh, Horizon uh, Aloy was was a very cool character, uh, and yeah. I, I I hear uh, that that early on in, in development um, it was originally uh, a male character, and the fact that they made it a woman thought made just broke up the monotony of every other generic dude shooter. Out yeah. There. Um, so I I, I I really enjoyed. That, that aspect and that not only that but she wasn't just like like a sex object she, yeah she 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 rebuffed every attempt to hit on her during, during the game yes <laughs> the character well being, she's like 18 too 18 or 19 or something isn't she so she's just like no <laughs> yeah yeah so it's, it's yeah uh, i i, I, I really, really enjoyed that that aspect yeah, well, me too. It's yeah. made it a lot less, less generic like everything else out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
so yeah, I'm like, excited to see more of her. Uh, yeah, me too. And in the sequel, I hope they touch more on that. They mentioned something about an alternative to Zero Dawn was the spaceship that they had launched that supposedly blew up. Was that in the first game they talked about that? or is? Yeah, uh, it was. God, I don't uh, remember that. When you're in, um, uh, what is it, like Gaia Prime or, or, or whatever, up yeah. in the up in the, the north northwest and you're okay yeah 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 uh, you get the master override you find out like one of the audio logs that uh the uh i forget what the ship was called i'm just going to call it the prometheus because that's seemingly what every single spaceship is called yes uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> the, the prometheus blew up on launch that would have been cool if like maybe there was like there was mis- misinformation and it didn't actually so it'd be yeah. cool to learn about but who knows Video games and concert. <laughs> um, please, please go to the website gamemusic.rocks. See the bands we have. Um, please, please uh, check check out their, their music, buy their music because uh, live music is not happening right right now. Art, artists artists need support. And also, if there's any any opportunity you 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 can you the listener can think of for uh, places where we're education. Is needed. Uh, a lot of our artists are are professional educators. Like the Dairy String Quartet is like three three masters and a PhD. Yes. So um, they they can they can come to to schools and u- universities and give master classes and, and workshops. Uh, you know, for like the educational uh, aspect of it, and also stay for an SGA concert. Well, Nick, it's been really great to get caught up with you, and um, I'm just excited for your new adventure. I know that things are really difficult right now, and that t- the timing was rough. But um, uh, you know, for instance, here in Minneapolis, we've we've got live music happening in interesting ways, and uh, you know, eventually, hopefully, things will get back on track. But happy for you for that, and and just super fun to talk to you about Horizon Zero Dawn. I really enjoyed that game, and. Um, glad you could be on today. Yeah, thanks for having me on, Emily. Thanks for listening to episode 134 of Level with Emily Reese. You can learn more about Nick Marinelli's booking agency, Video Games in Concert, at gamemusic.rocks and there's a playlist up on patreon.com slash level I'm Emily Reese, Sam Keenan is our producer, say hi Sam you can follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Level with Emily and learn more about us at levelwithemily.com made possible by Adam Selvage at TE Web Services and composer Brad Gentle Level with Emily Reese is a production of June Media Inc.